to the second episode of Grimly Manor. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it's Alex. It's Lorena. And we're really excited. We had 100 and what, like 35 people now listen to the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's so many people. We're like a fucking village. I know. know about it. Everybody probably hated it, they probably but at least they it. listened to but it. But you know what? They're going to come back because they're here for this one. This one's going to be really bad, but I'm excited. But in the first episode, you know what I really noticed about myself? I say y'all a lot for someone who's not married to their cousin. <laughs> it's the agriculture. It's in the soil. You're going to say y'all. <laughs> I'm like, why am I half Mexican and I'm yawling left and right? Like, y'all, y'all. I'm not even related to my husband. Like, <laughs> how dare I? Well, I'm still on the prospect of looking for a husband, so I might go toward my second family. Like, oh we got to keep it second cousins. Yeah, because you have, like, no, your first, first cousins. Yeah. First cousins is too close. You gotta get second. <laughs> you gotta get second cousins. All right, well, so, anyways. Welcome back. Welcome to back. To the Grimly Manor podcast. The shit show. That's G-R. Are you ready to spell it out? <laughs> well, people don't, some people don't know how to spell it. Some people think it's two M's. Some people think it's one. I mean, did we spell it, spell it wrong? I think we spelled it right. Obviously, from the last podcast, you could tell I couldn't talk. I didn't know how to pronounce anything. Asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. Oh, boom. boom. Bitch. <laughs> there we go. All right. So this episode, I hopefully it's not going to go too long because my story is really, song, really, really long. Song. Not long. Look, it's me. Song. I can't talk today. Oh, you got to drink some water, dude. Um, Get your lips lubricated. Before I start, though, I wanted to give like a really big viewer discretion because this... Oh my gosh. This case has like everything horrible in it. It has like murder, child abuse, sexual abuse, incest, speaking of cousins. And Way to start a podcast. And drug abuse. Oh, that's natural around here though. I know, but actually, and, and fun fact, this whole murder was in Fresno. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So I really didn't expect it to be a local when I started researching it. Then I realized it was actually pretty local. And I was like, damn, I got to get away from this. Yeah, we got to stay out of the locals. A lot of people knew who we did last time. I know. Yeah. But I think it's okay. Yeah. It's good to stay where you're from. Anyways, I'm just really nervous to talk about this one because it's really, really fucking sad. It's a real fucking bummer. Like, this thing is like a plethora of fuckery. So please... (laughs) chime in with some happy one-liners because it's so depressing so if you want to be depressed stay here if you actually want to like enjoy your life like please exit now because it's gonna get really sad it's not the time to cry in the corner no where there's no crying in the club here okay (laughs) (laughs) we're probably gonna get sued for that okay is right now don't i don't want to talk about alex (laughs) i'm so upset that they're together why? We were supposed to be together, me and him. Oh, I was kind of going for Camila Cabello, but if no, that's me what you're and Sean into. Mendes, we were supposed to be together. Okay, no, got real weird. Continue with the story. <laughs> okay, I'm doing the Wesson family vampire cult. Vampires. This yeah. is so. This has like everything in it. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a plethora of fuckery, and we are gonna go it's a face pile first. Of shit. <laughs> <laughs> gonna light it on fire. Okay, so. Marcus DeLon Wesson was born August 22nd, 1946, to Benjamin and Carrie Wesson in Kansas. Mm -hmm. So this guy was doomed from the day he was born. Like, if there's any argument of nature or nurture, I feel like in this case it proves that nurture is what really fucked this guy up. 
Mm-hmm. So Marcus's mom was what I like to call a religious fanatic and what some people may call just a vo- devoted church member. She went to the Seventh-day Adventist church in Kansas, and she made her kids go every single Saturday. And during the week, she would also spend hours forcing them to do at-home Bible study, where she would write her own interpretations of the Bible. When she wasn't (laughs) teaching them about the Bible, she was screaming at them constantly. Getting the Lord's word in. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of Lord's words. It's a very <laughs> so she's very bipolar, basically. She's very religious. I don't know. Would you say that's that's not bipolar? But like, continue. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we have his mom. Okay. Religious fanatic. Okay. Preaches every day, all day, hours on hours of Bible study. Okay. And then we have Marcus's dad, who is a real piece of shit. <gasps> okay. Are you sitting down? <laughs> I'm down on the floor right here, right Marcus's here. dad was named Ben Wesson. Mm-hmm. He was a huge alcoholic, and he would spend the family's money on booze, which caused them to be evicted quite frequently because of this. He would beat his kids often. Obviously, he'd come home drunk and angry. But when he was sober, he was overly affectionate to the kids. So it was just the alcohol that made him... Yeah. Well, I don't know. But and he was so overly affectionate to his children that his daughter said she would run away to get away from his hugs and kisses. Ew. Air quotes. Hugs and kisses. However, it wasn't ever confirmed that he sexually abused his children. But Marcus's dad had what was rumored as homosexual tendencies. And he paid Marcus's young friend $50 for oral sex. What? Did his friend, so his friend did it. $50 is $50. Yeah, I'd go gay for pay. No, I wouldn't go gay for pay. No, no. Not for $50. So this guy was basically raping children. He was a fucking piece of shit. But here's the real kicker. Uh, Ben, Marcus's dad, eventually left his wife of 20 years and his entire family. For his 18-year-old nephew. Shut the fuck up. Wait, his, his like, nephew-nephew? Or, like... I mean, you don't feel like there's only no, one no, type I'm of nephew. No, no, I'm just saying, like, like, you know what? This is all wrong. Yeah, I get you. There's only one type there's of nephew, and he left him nephew. for that type of nephew. I you got your cousins, and you got your first cousins. And you got your nephew. And then you got your nephew. For some reason, I thought... I was thinking, like, he, he was married into the family. No, is this his brother's son? Oh. <gasps> I'm going to let that seek in. Dude, that is a fucking... Okay. So, clearly, Marcus, he was screwed from the moment he was born. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine my dad leaving my family for my cousin, a.k.a. his nephew, who's a boy, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Okay. So... And, it got dark. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm still letting... It got dark quick, and that ain't even the worst quick. part. <laughs> okay, so in 1960, the family moved to San Bernardino, California. Wesson, Marcus, Marcus Wesson, mm-hmm. this is the son, not the dad. That was the whole issue with the dad. Marcus dropped out of high school, and he joined the Army, where he was stationed in Europe. After the Army, he was actually honorably discharged, from the, and he moved back home to California with his family. Obviously not his dad. Yeah, because he's out there. Yeah. So he was about 20, maybe 21 at the time. He was pretty young. He met a married woman, and he her name was Rosemary Solorio. 
and she was, I think, about 34 at the time. So Marcus was 21, 22. So there was an age difference, but it was like my, me and my husband, so I can't really throw shade. Yeah, no, I'm not going <laughs> to throw rocks. I'm not going to throw any shade. <laughs> um, Rosemary had three children with her husband at the time, but she ended up leaving her husband, and Marcus moved in with Rosemary and her kids. So he was really hard. He beat her kids and would do the same thing that his mom would do. He would spend hours preaching to them, making them do Bible study. So he got a lot from both of his parents, and I'll get to that. 1971, Rosemary had a baby boy with Marcus, and they named him Adair. Actually, I like that name. Adair? Adair. Oh, okay. Adair. Adair. (laughs) Okay, so however, at the same time, Marcus was grooming Rosemary's eight-year-old daughter, Elizabeth. It gets worse. Mm. He began sexually abusing Elizabeth by the age of 12. And at 14, she was pregnant. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to need a cold bath after this. (laughs) This is too much. Okay. Marcus told Rosemary that God had spoken to him and that he needed to grow his family and lead humanity to paradise. And that God had chosen Elizabeth, his girlfriend's 15-year-old daughter, to marry him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Describe my face. Um, pure Red. filth. <laughs> filth. Disgust. Red because it's hot, but mostly disgusted. Yeah. But what's even more disgusting is Rosemary agreed to let him marry her. Are you fucking kidding me? No, dead ass. We here. We here. We in it. Facts. 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 So Rosemary allows Elizabeth, her at that time 15-year-old daughter Mary, 27-year-old Marcus. The two would go on to have 10 children together. God damn. One died as an infant, but a total of 10. So he was making a basketball team, basically. Mm-hmm. He was making, oh, yeah. So one of Rosemary's other daughters, which is Elizabeth's sister, mm-hmm. left. She They grew up. She ended up having seven children herself, but was on drugs and couldn't take care of them. So she gave her seven children to Marcus. Were any of these kids by Marcus? Or? No. No, no, okay. no, no. So now Marcus and Elizabeth had 17 children. Holy fuck. And Marcus did the same thing to his kids that his mom and dad did. So he would, he homeschooled them, uh-huh. all of them. He would subject them to hours on hours of Bible study. He forced the family to become vegetarian. However, oh. he could eat meat, and only he could eat at restaurants while his kids had to dumpster dive at night. Shut the fuck up. And they I'd dumpster dove. So yeah. Well, they dumpster dove at night because they were all on from. Marcus refused to work. He refused to work. He did have a very brief job at Wells Fargo, which is, thank God I go to Chase Bank. I know. Fuck, fuck, fuck Wells Fargo. Fargo. Fuck you, bitch. I'll hire anybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're in line for like an hour. Yeah. I hate that. Bank. Okay, so. They're going to sue us for that. This is, the, <laughs> this is the vampire part that comes in. Marcus believed that God was a vampire and drinking blood was the key to immortality. And he taught the family that he was like a second god in a long line of succession of vampires, and he needed more children to lead to paradise. So this dude was just batshit crazy. Batshit crazy. What's weird, though, is he never actually drank any blood. I don't know where the vampire <laughs> part came in. It sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. You know how people have, like, MD at the end of their name? Yeah, he, he got vampire. He got vampire. <laughs> so Marcus homeschooled all 17 of his children, 
And he also separated the boys from the girls because he thought they would develop sexual feelings for each other. He was really fucked up. Yeah, he just... So, and I'm actually cutting a lot of this out because there's a lot of really horrible things I don't want to mention that I'm going to actually mention some other horrible things. So I left that out because... Give and take. It's okay. Yeah, and I didn't want this podcast to be three hours long. Depicting all of the horrible shit that he did. Okay. So I already said he lived the majority of his life on welfare, and he um, actually even spent a very brief time in prison for welfare fraud for buying a boat for all of his kids to live in. So can you imagine, like, 19 of them living on a little tiny houseboat? Holy fuck. I'm surprised that boat didn't sink. Too many people. <laughs> right? Too many fucking people. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so Marcus really had this whole idea of, like, having multiple wives. He was really into polygamy. He thought that he was a, a god himself. And if you see him, we'll post a photo of him on the Instagram and social media. And if oh, you see him, stuff. he is no god. <laughs> He's not God's gift? No, he looks like a... I can't say that. Never mind. <laughs> I can't. Okay. So he goes to prison. He comes out. When he comes out of prison, he begins sexually abusing his daughters and his nieces because he also has Elizabeth's sister's kids. So he starts sexually abusing his daughters and his nieces. And he justified this as teaching his daughters how to please a man. Ew. Right? Okay. I don't even have jokes for this podcast. I don't so either. Fucked I'm up. just like, I'm trying to be like, let's bring in a joke here. But I'm like, this is not the right place. <laughs> Maybe to bring now's in not joke. the time to put it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to drop any one liners today because this is so depressing. But I was like, you know what? I'm just to fuck everybody else up. I had to listen to this case. Now I have to fuck everybody else yeah, up. Yeah, everybody's going to get a piece of this cake. Okay. Sad ass cake. Okay, are you ready? Oh. For another it? slice of this really sad cake. <laughs> I don't even like cake. <laughs> Okay, he soon asked Elizabeth to marry two of his daughters and three of his nieces. So he just had wife on wife on wife. Who were his kids and nieces? Mm. Oh my! Okay, but these kids—they were so brainwashed. They agreed. This is like what is it called? The is it the Sherlock? Like you know how Beauty and the Beast? He like. I don't know where you're going with this. I, it's like, uh, it's called some type of syndrome. I'm studying psychology, but I can't even think right now. I want to say it's the Sherlock syndrome. Come back to me on this. I don't know. Okay. Well, okay. I'll come back to you at the end of class. <laughs> Please have the answer. Google it while you're here. Right, I'll do. I'll make myself useful. Okay. So these kids were so brainwashed. They were like, yes, we have to grow this family because he's God and he's going to lead us to paradise and doomsday is coming. And Elizabeth agreed and... All of these girls had children as a result of the incest. So, by this time, how many fucking... God, I lost count because I was like, that's too many numbers and I didn't study math. You gotta build a... A lot of kids. You literally gotta build a chart. Oh, like, connected. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of graphs I couldn't do. <laughs> I wasn't really good at math. I wasn't really good at math. Okay, so he's got a lot of kids with a lot of incestuous stuff. So, eventually, him and his whole family moved to Fresno... Because he had family here and something, so he bought, you know, a little tiny shack and lived with all his kids in there. In a tiny-ass shack? Yeah, they were so poor. With his fucking thousands And he refused to get jobs because he was God and he should not have to work. So, some of the girls he forced to get jobs and they worked at, like, McDonald's and other places and they were forced to give Marcus their full paycheck. And one of the girls 
fell in love with a coworker and ran away several times just to be dragged back and beaten. So she would run away even though she had kids with Marcus. I had a child with Marcus mm-hmm. because she was like, I have to get out. Like I, And he would, he was so manipulative she would come back and then he would abuse her and beat her and she would stay for a while and then she'd run away again. So eventually two of the girls escaped and they never looked back. But they left their children behind with Marcus because he was so persuasive he refused to let, and they wanted out so bad they just left their kids. That's so sad. I mean, it has to be really hard to think, like, I have to leave my child, but I have to get out of this. Yeah, it must be that bad to yeah. be like, I can't. Well, yeah, your dad is your kid's dad. And your uncle. stepdad and your uncle. And your brother. And your grandpa. Yeah. There's too many ties. There's too many graphs. Too many bar <laughs> graphs. Okay. <clears throat> so, I'm trying to make this as short as I can just because this would take me hours on end to read because there were so many horrible things. But fast forward to March 12th, 2004. Marcus declared that he was going to relocate his family to Washington State. And the two girls that had escaped showed up at the home in Fresno demanding their children back. They brought the police. And come to find out, Marcus never signed the birth certificate of the kids, mm-hmm. obviously, because how are you going to say that your dad is the dad? So he never signed the birth certificate. So the girls brought the birth certificate with them and gave it to the police. So the police said, okay, you're not on the birth certificate. Bring the children out. They're going with their mothers. Marcus flat out refused. But somehow during the whole ruckus, there was a lot of ruckus outside. Everyone was fighting. The family was fighting. The police were trying to break it up. Marcus sneaks back into the house. Okay. <laughs> Isn't he like the like the man of the show? He's the man of the show, but apparently Jesus walked on water right to the back of the house and got back inside. <laughs> so I wonder what that would be like being a police officer pulling up on that scene. Well, it happened while they were there, but I'll get to that. Okay, Marcus gets back into the house, and you could hear muffled gunshots. And after a two-hour standoff, police were able to arrest Marcus, get him out of the house, but nobody was really ready to like go inside to see what they were about to see and it was I'm telling you it was awful so they walk into this little piece of shit house apartment I don't even know what it was it was four walls whatever four that they were living in with coffins all over the living room that Marcus had bought as beds not because at this time when he bought the beds he was intending to use them yeah. to kill people he just wanted to have them and was using them as beds because there's so many kids they were using them as beds Coffins are expensive. Yeah, he got several antique coffins at, like, a pawn shop. And he was using them in, like, the living area as beds. So they walked through the living room of coffins into the back bedroom. And there they found a pile of bodies. Marcus had shot nine of his kids in the eye. And he had piled them on top of one another. And, okay, this is really, really sad. So trigger warning. Not that this whole thing wasn't fucked up already, but let's just make it even worse. He shot his 25-year-old daughter, Sabrina, his 18-year-old daughter, Lise, one-year-old, Jiva, and I think she was actually the youngest, two of his 18-month-old girls, Sedona and Marshy, um, four-year-old, Ethan, eight-year-old, Illabel, and the two girls that came to get their kids, he shot their sons. Son and daughter, I'm sorry. Jonathan, a seven-year-old, and Aviv, seven years old. 
So nine kids were killed that day. And Wesson was convicted of nine counts of murder on June 17th, 2005. And he was found guilty of 14 counts of forcible sexual assault and molestation. And he was sentenced to death on June 27th, 2005. So when Marcus was arrested and sent to prison, his wife received full immunity because she told the police what happened. She told them what was going on, what he was doing, all of these little intricate details of the case and everything that he preached and did to her as a child, her kids, her nieces and nephews. Even though she allowed it, she was also so brainwashed. She, you know, Stockholm, Stockholm. She, she still sees Marcus in prison, so they're good. Maybe they're still solid with her. She's, but I mean, nine kids. Fuck. And he shot them all in the eye. But you want to know something? Fun fact. Give it to me. Is he still alive? Of course he is, because our piece of shit governor. <clears throat> I said I was never going to talk about religion or (laughs) politics on this podcast because I feel like that's like a fight you can't win it. And I also feel like when I listen to podcasts and people start spewing out their thoughts, and I'm like, fuck you, I don't agree. Yeah, yeah, I get you. We don't have the death penalty right now. There's a little halt on There's a pause on the death penalty right now. And most likely, he'll die in prison. He won't get the death penalty. That's usually what happens, though. They say, you know, it's going to cost us a lot of money to kill these people. I I feel like... I'm behind the barn and shoot them. I just feel like that's real cheap. That's real cheap. That's dirt cheap. Yeah. That's dirt cheap. Come on, Lassie. <laughs> Just take him out of the barn and shoot him out. So, yeah. He's still alive in San Quentin. And his wife, Elizabeth, and I think some of the other kids still visit him. So, but back to the Sherlock syndrome. You want me to read you the description? Yeah, yeah. Okay, read me okay. the description. So, it is called Sherlock syndrome. Stockholm. I'm sorry. Stockholm. Blue Bear. We given wrong information. <laughs> so, it's a condition in which hostages develop a psychological alliance with their captors. Yeah. So, like, they brainwash them, but then they're good with them. Instead of hating them, they're like... Yeah, despite the abuse and the incest and all of that, they still believe that he was a god. And they listen to him. I mean, that's what they grew up into. I'm not justifying anything, but, like... No, yeah. That's... He had even... I read somewhere... I think I was listening to another podcast called Colts, and they said somewhere in there that he had taught the kids that the government and the policemen were going to come and break up their family, and if they ever showed up, they all had to kill themselves. And one day, CPS was going to come, and one of the girls was going to shoot all of them, and they all were like, let's kill ourselves. They're here to break up our family. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So those... I'd be that kid in the background that's like, nah. I don't really know about this. I think... <laughs> I think maybe there's a different solution. I think maybe. <laughs> I feel like there's there's multiple things we could do before we get here. Yeah. Oh, those poor kids. So, yeah, that was the very shortened version of the Wesson vampire cult. And what's so weird is it happened in Fresno. He killed all those kids in Fresno. But during this time, Scott Peterson was the main topic. This happened around the same... Like, this never hit the mainstream media as much as Scott Peterson did. Yeah. Oh, I... I, I didn't even know that this happened in Fresno because I was so obsessed with Scott Peterson cakes. I, I, I was probably I was obsessed. over here trying to Google pictures of Amber Fry <laughs> left and right. I had no clue Marcus Wesson even existed. Oh, my gosh. That piece of shit. Yeah. So, basically, he built a cult of his own kids. He just... Yeah, he literally built a cult. Yeah. And he was really, really... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? He, that guy that did Jonestown, the Jonestown cult, mm-hmm. he, like, idolized him and wanted to be 
Just like him. Just like him. Well, that's a shitty way to do it. I think he didn't have his kids. I mean, he had his kids there, but I don't think he... But that's just another... I mean, he lived off welfare. We paid for him to build a cult. <laughs> he was an able-bodied person. He worked at Wells Fargo. I mean... Yeah. I wonder what the people at Wells Fargo after they worked at... Like, after everything went down, they're like... Well, this was in 2005, so it's not like this was back in the 80s. It's so weird to think that this was going on, considering, like, we were at the... We were starting to be technologically advanced, and iPhones be coming out, and this guy's building a vampire cult. I'm confused. (laughs) What was I doing in 2005? I'm, like, picking my nose somewhere. (laughs) I don't know. Where was I at in 2005? I think I was, like, in second or third grade. Bitch, I was in high school. Don't even... Shut. Don't. In 2005. Yes. Where was I at in 2005? You were not in preschool. I, was, I am not that I old. Was, I was... I'm going to do the math. Hold Don't on. do the math. Just let it go. Let's move on. I was on. nine. Uh, yeah, whatever. I was whatever. somewhere. I was singing Bye 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 with NSYNC. Okay? <laughs> I was doing all that. Bye bye. <laughs> that was good. I never knew about that. I know. That's so sad, I though. cut a lot about out of it, though, even though, like, tons of it was still... Like, the whole, like, pleasing a man thing. Like, what a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck that. Please... Teach men to please women for once. <laughs> okay. This is the clit, okay? <laughs> DJ Diddles Get over here. Here, bitch, okay? We should probably cut that out. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't have any young listeners. They don't know what the hell we're talking about. Even oh if they did, we did, they'd probably be like... I have to draw a fucking map sometimes. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> I'm over here with my laser pointer like, how the fuck do we not know what... How do we not know this yet? <laughs> 2019. It's time to start getting... Educational <laughs> about what goes on down there. I don't even know what goes on down there sometimes. It's a mystery. We'll find out one day. All right. All right, so let's get started on mine. All right, lay it on me. All right, so for this episode, I was thinking, let's take it back to the 80s. Dark-ass time. I love the 80s. The 80s, the big hair, the metal music. I'm going to the 80s party on tomorrow. Are you fucking kidding I'm me? I'm Brett Michaels. Shut up, dude. I was Brett Michaels Dead for one Halloween. I had the bandana. I have the bandana. Dude, I was. Aaron's it. gonna be Daisy from Rock of Love. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been Britannia. That's the only one I remember from. Oh my now. god, yes, I love <laughs> Britannia. <laughs> I liked her, I liked her. Alright, so. Take those off, because that's giving me a fucking headache. I don't think my prescription's that well anymore. My. My left eye got worse, yeah. I don't know. We don't, need to, we don't need to see to do this. <laughs> All right, so this cult took place in the 80s, and the leader's name was Michael Ryan. A piece of shit. So remember that name. Michael Michael Ryan. Ryan. Repeat it. Michael Ryan. There we go. All right, so let me start from the very, very beginning, okay? Okay. So this cult started in Rulo, Nebraska. It's like dead smack in the middle between Kansas and Missouri. Oh, Okay. So, what? See, what's going on over there? Marcus was born in dark Kansas. Dark shit was happening in Kansas. We need to stay on the West Coast, fam. Yeah. Florida, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was, yeah. He killed in Florida. Oh. All y'all over there. The mm-hmm. East Coast. Look at me whole... saying y'all like I'm from Oklahoma again. <laughs> y'all, bitches. <laughs> All right. So it's very known for the farming. You know, yeah. It's very rural. Pause this for a second. I want to just say something. My friend told me about this cult. She said, I won't say her name because I don't know if I can say her name. But she said, it's very fucking dark. You're not going to be able to sleep. Guess what? I didn't sleep. Okay. I, got, I didn't sleep. I got very dark into, like, I got deep into these details. Like, I took a fucking nosedive 
Face first. Face first. Did a backflip into, into this, this cold. Into this cold. I couldn't sleep last night. You didn't drink the Kool Aid, did you? A what? You didn't drink the Kool Aid, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Bo, please just edit that entire thing out. <laughs> that joke went way over my head. I don't. Know if, <laughs> I don't know if I just can't think because it's way too hot or whatever. All right, go ahead. Back to my story. All right, so. Let me take it back to the beginning. Okay. 1975. Michael Ryan, Nebraska. Damn, you're smart, dude. I know, right? S M U R T. <laughs> That's you right there. All right. So <laughs> it all started with this dude named Rick Stice and Sandra Buttrick. <laughs> I think I'm pronouncing her name wrong. I'm I thought not- it started with Michael Ryan. Yeah, Michael Ryan comes in later, but just remember him. Okay. Okay. Okay, say their names again. <laughs> Just because I want to hear you say your name one more time. Rick Stice. Rick Stice. Sandra Butrick. <laughs> I think it's but it's Butrick, but I pronounce it but Rick. I'm also a five-year-old and <laughs> I can't handle it. So these two Mom, she said balls. <laughs> this is starting to the sixth grade. We honestly cannot handle last names. Okay. Carry on with your butt Rick. Go ahead. <laughs> We're so immature, dude. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So these two were high school sweethearts. They were 16 years old, and they got married. Oh. Everyone's getting married so young. It's so young. When I was 16 years old, I like to take it back like it was fucking years ago. <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> no, I don't even know what the fuck I was doing when I was 16 years old. Probably high in a park somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Relatable. So, yeah, they were so young. 16 years old. But Sandra's mom later on came out. Her name was Bernita Buttrick. <laughs> She, <laughs> Alex, I'm gonna throw my notebook at you. <laughs> Sorry. She later came out and said that the reason why they got married is because Sandra was pregnant. Of course. Yeah, that's why you got married back in the day. She, I got pregnant at 16. My parents were like, don't you marry him. Don't you do it. Don't do it, bitch. <laughs> did you, you didn't marry him, did you? Fuck no. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah, no. I've had a horrible taste in my mouth when I was 16. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna get into that for dark corner now. <laughs> Alright, so they're married. She's pregnant. They're like, hey, let's go fucking start our new life on this hog farm. Sandra's dad owned a hog farm. 80 mile acre, or 80 mile, 80 acre farm hog, right? Hog farm. Hog farm, <laughs> farm hog. Hog, I'm hog. obviously dyslexic. Okay. <laughs> so they moved there to get a fresh start and grow their family. They borrowed money to do some renovations on the farm and to buy a truck, mm-hmm. right? And later that, later on that, year in 1976 their daughter aura was born aura aura okay yeah two years later two years later the son barry was born and in 1980 the youngest child luke was born what an 80s name is barry barry look at my infant barry i've never i don't even know a barry now I don't either i know actually no times are simpler then now we have like apollonia and and like some weird ass Burberry <laughs> and and Hennessy and Hennessy. I was gonna name Belcalis. <laughs> I was gonna name my kid Remington. That's cute. That's cute. Call him for short. Yeah, I have a friend that her Remy kids. Martin. Are, it's cute. Okay. <laughs> Your mother must be an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to my story. So blah blah blah. The youngest child, Luke, was born. Remember mm-hmm. that kid, Luke. Luke. Can you repeat the names back to me? Luke. Barry. Aura. 
A plus. Okay. So, by the time Luke was born, the family's farm was bringing in no money. Mm-hmm. They were fucking... How? Everyone loves bacon. Yeah, but I guess back then, everybody was, like, on this whole don't eat meat shit. I don't know. 80s were a weird time. Like I told you, the hair was big. They were probably spending their money on hairspray or something. Probably. Um, so, they started falling behind on a mortgage, right? Started losing all the money. Just shit was hitting the fan. In 1982... The family was completely tied on money, and they couldn't even cover, like, their monthly expenses. Mm. They were just making ends meet and covering the bare minimum. So they were, like, wearing hand-me-downs, couldn't go out anywhere. They had no fucking money, which, if you live in broke times, you're like, fuck. That's hard, man. I remember scrounging for change. Like, my dad would come over, and he'd sit on the couch, and I would hope, like, a quarter fell out. Dude, I remember Get up, get up. (laughs) (laughs) I remember paying for McChickens with, like, fucking quarters. Yeah. Dark, and look time. at me now. The Still. glow up. <laughs> Still playing with dollar bills. Still playing with quarters and McChicken. <laughs> now I'm at Popeye's throwing hands for a spicy McChicken. I haven't got my hands on one of those. I'm really fucking upset. They're sold out. I'll catch a case for Popeye's. Okay. Did you try them? Maybe. Alex, did you fucking try them? I did. Were they good? Yeah. I mean, I understand why they jumped the counter. Dude, I fucking went in that line, and they were like, sorry, we're sold out. I was going to run my car into the fucking restaurant. See, that they have that effect. I was so upset. You made me wait. Back to the story. Okay, sorry. Popeyes, so, sponsor us. They're not going to fucking sponsor us. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, bitches. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so, to make matters worse, Sandra, Sandra. The mom. The mom. Mm-hmm. Found out she had Hodgkin's. Hodgkin's lymphoma is like a type of cancer. It's very deadly. Yeah. And since the family was super tight on money, they had no insurance. And of these fucking these treatments were hella expensive. Yeah. So the family was like, no fucking biggie. We'll just turn to something else. Religion. To cover. yes, let's, let's let's pray this <laughs> cancer <laughs> right on out. <laughs> so they start going to this group, right? This. I'm also pass out on the fucking mic. Sorry, I have heartburn. So, they start going to this group. The leader's name was James Wickstorm. There's a lot of weird names in here. Um, he believed that farmers should get rid of, like, the middleman and banks and stuff. Farmers. And just, like, start doing shit on their own. Because he believed that banks and, like, the government was... Corrupt. Corrupt. And they were just fucking... The government corrupt? Never. Never, yeah. No, he just said they were trying to make it harder for the white people, and they were taking everything back and giving it to minorities and women. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Cut that out, though. <laughs> so, Rick was super desperate to get his wife, you know, to feel, make her better, because mm-hmm. he didn't want to lose her. So, he was like, whatever, I'm going to agree with this James dude, and eventually he stopped paying for his farm. Because he was, like... So he was squatting after yeah, a while. Yeah. Okay. And um, later on that year, Sandra ended up dying. Oh. Yeah. But Rick continued to go to the same group. You know, he still was, like, I still have faith. I'm still very tight with this church and all this stuff. And you know who else was very involved in this church? Michael Ryan. Yes, yes! bitch. Oh, nailed it. He is this motherfucker. the star of the show. <laughs> all right. So when people describe Michael, they're like, he's this massive dude, six foot, two inches, 250 pounds. A solid dude. Yeah. I weigh like 190. No, I don't weigh 190. I weigh like 110. <laughs> I lie. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right. All right. So, and I'm 5'7". Are you talking with shoes or without shoes? Because with shoes, I'm like 5'5", five five, and without shoes, I'm like 5 feet. Let's just start telling lies. All right. So... This dude, right, this Michael dude, he starts to gain power in this group. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're like, fuck James. We want Michael to be the main leader of this group, right? So, he becomes in charge and stuff, and he introduces his arm test. What? Like, in order to get answers out from people, or, like, he believes God's going to speak to us through this arm test. You know how this test was administered? How? What he would do was he would hold the participant's arm. He was usually in charge. He would hold it at 45, a 45-degree 45 angle. Uh-huh. This is 45 degrees, right? Yeah. He would hold their wrist, and he would hold their shoulder. Okay. And then he would ask their god, which his name was Yaha. I believe that's how you oh, pronounce it. Is he a it. chiropractor as well? Like, what is happening? I don't how does this go? How does this end? I have, <laughs> I'm nervous. Well, he would ask, he would ask Yaha. Sounds like y'all. <laughs> Sounds like y'all, but it ain't. <laughs> he would ask, you know, a question, and then he would say, is it a yes or no, while holding their hand. And if their hand stayed up, it was a yes. And if it dropped, it was a no. Later on, like, doctors started, like, in the prosecution and stuff, when everything started to come out, doctors and psychologists were saying, no, he had full control over how their arm so he would either drop it or hold it up. Yeah. Well, he would hold it from their shoulder. And so he had full control of how it would go. Okay. So it was just a bunch of bullshit. He was usually the one that was like, Yaha's going to talk to you, but it's actually me who's actually fucking controlling this. Okay. So. <clears throat> oh, why can't we just give good old titty twisters? I feel like that's how you get answers. No, it was like a magic. Think about it as like. A magic eight ball, you know, and you're like, should I talk to this boy? And then you shake the ball and everybody's like, it says yes or no. Okay, you, yeah, you that's a good that's a good way to... It's a good analogy. But I just feel like if you want to get answers from Yaha, titty twisters. Start a cult, you can start that. We should start a titty twister cult. I don't know about all that, I don't got boobs to be doing <laughs> Me that. Me neither, it'd be just my, my <laughs> skin. It'd be chest. <laughs> all right. Okay, so Michael gives Rick this test, right? And remember, Rick's wife has been dead. She died. She's yeah, from for a while, yeah. right? Okay. So he gives them this test, and he's like, should my whole fucking family, or should all this group move to Rick's farm, right? Because he wants to bring them all together. And guess what the fucking outcome was? Yes, they should all move in. Bitch, ding, ding, ding. Everyone goes and fucking lives on the farm. Right? So, for years on this farm, Michael controls the whole group using this fucking arm test. This arm test is, like, the main thing. This arm test just sounds so stupid. Like, what does he do? Like, I mean, I just don't understand it. I mean, I think a magic eight ball would be a better option. I feel like we should flip a coin. Yeah, that's how I handle all my big decisions. So, I feel like, why are we not flipping coins? Why are we dropping arms? Well, obviously he wanted control, but he wanted... It's a new way of throwing hands. (laughs) We're going to throw potassium. All right. So he starts using this test if he wants to take one of the men's wives. And he was like, hey. And I bet you it was always a yes. Yeah, it was always a fucking yes. This motherfucker had four wives. What is with this polygamy thing going on? I don't know. Maybe I should get into that. I can't even find one boyfriend. You know what, though? Like, I would not be opposed to a sister wife if she cooked and cleaned. 
Yeah, she did all the dirty work. Like, if she cooked and cleaned, and then maybe one tended to the children. But maybe if and I, I even, was the main bitch. I would even get, like, another... I'd bring another man in. I mean, I hate dusting, so if she'll dust, like, move on in, sis. I got a closet you could sleep in. <laughs> she doesn't even get a bed. That's she not could, how cults work. You're right, you're right. <laughs> if I was going to be the sister wife, I'd be like, I bitch, I want... If she's clean in this house, she should probably get a bed. <laughs> Yeah, this is a... My yeah. kids are fucking nasty, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Homeboy has four wives, and there's over... At this time, there's already 25 members in okay. this cult. And if he wanted to administer punishments as well, he would use this arm test. Okay. So, if someone fucked up, he was like, bring out the arm... Bring your fucking arm over here, bitch. We're gonna figure it out yeah. right here, right now. All right? So, Michael eventually orders the members of the group to start robbing nearby farms to start making money, right? Okay. So, they start robbing, like, their equipment, livestock, and they start selling the stuff so they can buy guns, oh. hundreds of guns and ammunition, and, like, video equipment. I was like, I'm 80s YouTube. Yeah, I don't know 80s what 80s YouTube cult. You need video equipment for it. Like Maybe you wanted to do like tutorials on how to do the arm test. Like snap porn or something <laughs> else. Some stuff. Never mind. <laughs> Alright. So so then whenever this group came to the farm also, Ryan told or Michael Ryan. I keep mm-hmm. calling him Ryan, but Michael told Rick to stop selling hogs because of like the kosher law. You know, it's against the religion. So he was like, hey, stop selling hogs and that was the main way they made money so eventually the whole fucking farm just went to shit like they had no money yeah no nothing so all they were doing was stealing stealing shit and having arm tests yeah it was just chaotic out there and it's dead broke finally goes bank or not bankrupt foreclosed and then two dudes on the farm, who I guess have a little extra money, they ended up buying the deed, right? Mm-hmm. So by this time, he's like, he's just, he's still in charge, but he's fucking shit up. He's just having these people steal from other farms. He's just making them all smoke weed. They're paranoid. They're stealing their wives. Yeah, stealing their wives. Like, just a bunch of shit. He's having them shoot up, like, shoot these guns. They're batshit crazy because they're paranoid from this. Weed. I don't know if weed makes you paranoid. Weed doesn't make you paranoid. I feel like... They must have other shit. I can't relate. I don't partake. Well, weed doesn't make you. It just makes you want to eat and sleep. Okay. But... Yeah, so they're... I don't think they were probably... They were probably doing some martial shit. Because they were batshit crazy. Even people that were driving by the farm were like... These motherfuckers are just shooting in broad daylight. They were just out of their goddamn mind. So... That's where shit starts to get dark. Okay. Alright. So, Michael started using... Michael starts to use the arm test and starts performing cruel punishments. Okay. On only the men in the group, right? So the women, so we're safe. Sort of. Oh, God. Listen. And his most popular form of punishment was sodomy. <gasps> I don't know about all that shit. Not well, a fan. Not I'm a fan. Already right, not yeah. a fan. Another cruel punishment. Can you finish this without me? I'm just going to go wait in the living room. Yeah, go ahead, dude. <laughs> I'll just chop it up myself. All right. So another cruel punishment was making the men have sex with the goat. The family goat. This is poor fucking goat. It's probably like 
I just fucking came here to have a great time. I just don't understand. I have questions, but I don't want to ask them. Go ahead, ask them. No. No. No, you gotta ask them. No. What are you gonna say? No. <laughs> Alice! <laughs> I'm not gonna sleep tonight because you're not asking me questions. I mean, like the whole sodomy thing, like who. Was it the goat? Was it the other members? Oh, his main person that he picked on, I'm sorry, I left it out, was. Um, like he wanted to administer this stuff was Rick Stice. The farm owner. The farm owner. He wanted him to be the one to give these punishments. Okay. Michael just sat there and watched. He was like, I'm just gonna let you do your thing. Okay. So, his two favorite members, or his, not his favorite, these are not his favorite, the two members of the group that were picked on the most was Luke, who was five at the time. Oh, no. That was Rick Stice's youngest son. Mm-hmm. And this dude named James Thimes, who was okay. 26. Okay. And he was just like this, you know what they call them, like um, floaters? He was just trying to find work. Yeah. But he ended up staying at this farm to find, because he, he found work. But this Michael dude hated him and used him. But he also, this James guy also joined this cult, basically. Yeah. Okay. So those were his two favorite... I should stop saying they were his favorite. These were his two people that he did the most punishments on. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Rick was the one that gave it to his own son, sodomized his son, sodomized Thyme, and just was the one that did it. Um, he really took it out on Luke, and in one of the punishments, he wrote 666 in red paint on a little boy's back. Mm. He also dumped ice-cold water on him and would leave him out in the cold with no clothes on. This five-year-old kid. And the final punishment was when Michael forced his wives, his four wives, to sit out on the porch and watch as Michael... Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Is this bad? He made them watch as Michael hung... Or not hung, but, you know, um, dangled Luke with, like, a dog chain. And then he ended up dying from it from like yeah the hanging being hung yeah five years old such a fucking so the five-year-old died because they hung him yeah they hanged him what's the proper term hanged isn't hung not a word hung oh i don't know hanged hanged huh i need we need a grammar person here Mm, he said he did it because luke was the seed of the devil and needed to be stopped and then they buried him in a shallow grave on the farm so after that whole thing happened, um, Rick was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Oh, it took that? It yeah. took that to be like, fuck yeah. this shit. But he left his two other kids, Barry and Aura, left them, right? And um, when Luke was gone, Michael started to go after Thyme. And he just started Which giving is James. Him, yeah, James Thyme. Okay. Started giving him these punishments, and in one of the punishments, he tied him to a pipe, sodomized him, and just... You know, with shovel handles, and he had the other men shoot off his fingers, <gasps> and Michael's own son shot him in the face, shot Thyme in the face, and left him there for four days. Who was Michael's son? He just had kids out there? Yeah, he had, he brought kids with him. Oh. There was like, I think they said there was like four men. They shot off his fingertips? They, yeah. Four men. Had shot or sawed? Shot. Oh. With like handguns. Well, I don't understand at what point you're like, maybe I should go. I don't I would, I, 
But like you said, you know how people are so brainwashed. They yeah, think I it's have true. No it's true. I've never been in that situation. Yeah, I, I can't wouldn't. relate. So, um, so shot him in the face, or Michael's son shot him in the face. And Thine's final punishment was when he went against Michael. Mm-hmm. And so Michael, who's this big ass dude, stomped on his chest, and then shoved or shot him in the head, and buried him in a shallow grave. Also. So, I guess Rick came back after that happened, and he heard what happened, and he was like, I can't have this go on anymore. So, he ran away again for the second time, and went off and told the police of the killings, and mm-hmm. he led them to the farm and showed them, like, this is where they buried my son and the other guy. And so, every member in the cult, so, like I was saying, there was four women, four men, and... Then there was Michael, and then the rest were just kids. They, okay. These people brought so actually, it wasn't a lot of adults there. No, but only the men were very victimized. And this Luke, and Luke, poor Luke. Um, so they were sentenced to life for these murders. Who was sentenced to life? The f- members. All, even the wives? Even the wives. Okay, good. They were, they were given life sentences, life sentences, and then two of them... I'm guessing it must have been the son and someone else. Um, we're giving 30 years for torture. Mm. Which is not a fucking one. I think they should do the same thing. I feel like they should do the same thing. And Rick ended up serving six months for participating in the thefts. And he was released when he was 26 years old. How old was he when he was arrested? Mm-hmm. Wait, say that all over again. He was 26 years old. When he was released from prison. Who? Rick. Did I say that? I said Rick. Yeah, Rick. Because remember, he was 16 when he moved to the farm because he got them, he got his wife, Sondra, pregnant. Okay, so he was really young when all this was yeah, going on. Yeah, super young. Super young. So, like, when you're 26, people are starting their lives, but Rick had already fucking experienced. And he, how long was he in prison for? Six months. Okay, so he for was... For only the theft part, I guess, because he came forward and talked... Yeah. So let's get into fucking Michael. What was his sentence? Oh, tell me. I hope it was so, death. I'm real fucking upset. <laughs> Michael's attorneys <laughs> pled insanity for Michael. Okay. And psychologists even testified that he was mentally ill. But later on, they said that he was very sadistic rather than just mentally ill. Like yeah, he was probably so manipulative, he probably knew how to make himself seem insane. Yeah. Yeah. So... They were talking about Michael's childhood, and they said, you know, his mom growing up, he hated her because Michael's brother had died while Michael was watching him, and his mom had blamed Michael. Michael's mom blamed him for his little brother's death. Okay, but how how did his little brother die? Choking. I mean, it's not really his fault. No, especially if you're super young. No, yeah. Where the fuck is the mom at? Where were you I'm at? Like, bitch, where were you? Yeah. When they saw No one taught me the Heimlich. Yeah, no. Anyways, they also claim that Michael's schizophrenic. No, no. I think the schizophrenic part might have been a little true. Motherfucker was going batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think they, I don't know. What amazing. So he was put on, he was given the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And he was the one of 11 men in Nebraska to ever be given the death the, penalty. The, the death penalty. Guess what? 
He's still alive. No, he died in 2015. Oh, good. From natural causes. Ah! <laughs> and this all happened in the 80s. <laughs> so he lived a fucking, he lived out his life in prison. That irritates me. That irritates me so That's, much. You know, I'm not going to get on a soapbox about the death penalty. No, you're just going to chase yourself. It's going to be, you're just going to be chasing your tail. Because I'm just going to be chasing my tail. But why are we letting these people live? Mm. Why? Why? How is it too expensive to kill them? I told you, dude. I don't know. You could use the same rope and hang them all. It's cheap. <laughs> Not unless they're pretty heavy and the rope breaks. <laughs> It'll just be a shorter rope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, I like, know. never heard of this stuff. Like, it's so crazy when I was like, I thought I was going to have a hard time finding a cult people, like, didn't really know. But yeah, There's actually a book called um, Evil Harvest. Oh, my gosh. Let's get it. Let's start a book club on the Evil Harvest. Yes! Instead of Bible study, we're going to do book club. <laughs> on cults. On cults. <laughs> Every Thursday. Every Thursday. Dark. Please read the first chapter and come with a full report. <laughs> if not, get the fuck out. <laughs> if not, we have to kill I you. I bet you anything. Because that's what cults do. <laughs> I'm going to steal your wife and kill test. you. <laughs> Rich, bring that arm over here. We're about to do the fucking arm test. So, yeah. That that's awful. Story. I feel like some bad shit happens on farms. A lot of bad shit happens on farms. Farms, shacks, trailers. Residential areas. Residential areas. Apartment complexes. Everywhere. Yeah. So, thanks for spending some time with us. We've missed you guys. I'm sorry, this may not have been as funny as you thought, but it's really hard to make jokes about incest. It's very hard. Very hard. I mean... There's some jokes. There's some jokes. There were some jokes, but I felt like it wasn't as lighthearted because ev- no. because everybody died. We'll just make some jokes and then put them in there. And yeah. We'll just cut them in. That's fine. Yeah. Anyways, um, I guess we could say this is a bi-weekly podcast. I forgot to tell you guys that. I said last episode, I said bi-weekly, and then I was like, every week we come out with... Did you? Yeah, I said that. But then when I... Listen back, I said... Bi-weekly. I this could be bi-monthly, considering this is not our main job. <laughs> yeah, no, we have other shit. This is a podcast where we're going to get it out, and we can get it out. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you guys stay on board, though. Yeah. Hopefully as time goes on, also, we really improve. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, we're going to get better. I think this one was a little better. Yeah, it was just really depressing. Super sad. So, I'm really sorry that everyone's really depressed. I'm really depressed. Yours really made me sad. Mine really made me sad. Why I, do I do this to myself? I'm I'm going to sleep tonight great, though. Are you? Yeah, I got it off my chest. Yeah, me too. I feel fine. Take an ambient. They're talk. both in prison, so I feel all right. One of them's dead. It's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the only... Yeah. We should probably do this ending again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for coming and listening to us. And... I guess stick around. Yeah, we're really trying to get on iTunes and really hoping that we improve. They're not letting us get on. I don't know what's going on with that. I might have to sleep with the CEO. I'll do it. I'll do it. If you take one for this team, because I don't think my husband would appreciate it. No, I don't think my husband would appreciate it. So it looks like you're up, sis. It's my time to shine, bitch. (laughs) What if he blocks us all together forever? He's like, don't ever fucking come here again. Watch it be a girl. You gotta do what you gotta do, sis. Lorena, I'm here for it. <laughs> you gotta do something. It's 2019. Is that what they call it? It's 2019. Is that what the kids call it these days? Everyone's pansexual anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, thank you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. 
we hope it'll get better. If you have any, you know, diehard questions, diehard questions, uplifting, uplifting comments, or really harsh criticism, I don't care. Yeah, we're here for it. Send it to me because I need to hear it. Email us. I'm never going to get better. Grimly Manor Podcast. That's G R I M L Y. Manor. M E A. No, I spelled it wrong. Listen, just go to the Instagram. The email's there. I'm not going to spell this for you. Somewhere on there, yeah. Just go ahead. And if you don't know how to spell Grimly Manor, then look it up. Like we're famous. No one knows who we are. No one. Dude, I tried looking for podcasts. It's not up yet. No, because we're nobody. Yet. We're literally sitting Wait, on my... Wait, nobody yet. Yet. In, we're still sitting on the floor, and I wrote this story on paper. My hand yes. was cramping earlier. <laughs> you have carpal tunnel. I do. It's fine, dude. Just take an Ambien. You'll be fine. Mm. Ambien sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, see you guys in a week. Not a week. Ish. I'll see weeks. you when I see you. Yeah, you'll see us when you see us, bitch. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.